0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Legends Podcast. I'm Jeremy, and with me today I have, of course, Dylan because he has no life. Yep. And special guest Matt Wilkins. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there.
1: I'm as happy as can be.
0: <laughs> with his uh product placement chase headphones. are they? they say chase, oh, they do. <laughs> wow. I forgot about that.
1: Hey, baby. <laughs> I just love the bank. I don't don't, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about there. Product placement.
0: We have uh, two news updates, I do believe, Dylan, that Dylan will lead us off with, and then we'll get into our main topic, top five expanded universe lightsaber duels.
2: Yes. So first bit of news, a bit of an update. Well, actually, both of them were updates from last podcast. The Hasbro Pulse fan poll has came and went. The only EU-relevant character that made the finals was Wedge, and he got beat out by Bespin Luke. So – or sorry, not Bespin Luke. Dagobah Luke. So uh, we're going to get – the new figure that we're going to get is going to be another Luke figure. Good job.
0: So he was beat out by a hot, sweaty, muddy Luke. Is that that what I'm getting at?
2: Yeah, and um, Wedge, and I think Lando was pretty high on there as well. Um, I'm Not yeah. Who made the final isn't really important. Uh, just that Luke won. We uh, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the uh, collectors community is actually upset about that because like we have this pull and we just get another Luke. So that that's that. Uh, the other good be, news.
1: Oh, can I can I cut in yeah. real quick? I'm so sorry to cut into Dylan's news report, which is like just riveting. But the thing <laughs> the thing is the thing is with that Dylan, I am almost positive. They are doing it on purpose because here's the deal. They want to feel like there's fan input. But the times that I I believe there's only been true, uh, two true fan polls. And that was when the expanded universe toys won. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm being honest, because after that, what happened? They cut us off at the knees a few years ago. And now this time they didn't even give an expanded universe. They don't want to hear from the fans. They want to know, hey, what is marketable to sell to people, to those kids outside. Well, let me see. They know Luke from the movies. Let's make another Luke. I guarantee you the polls are just something. It's fan service now. It's not serious as it was a few years ago because they're into, I don't, even though, to be honest, the Expanded Universe toys sold really well, really well. You don't see any of them for sale on shelves at all at discount. Mm -hmm. So I think nowadays it's like, yeah, we'll do the fan poll, but really, honestly, we're going to make what we think will sell to the general public. Not to the people who are actually participating in the uh, fan poll.
2: Right. So I guess the other bit of good news is Marvel has recently announced that they are going to be re-releasing Star Wars issue 50 um, the le- um, from back in the old, uh, old Marvel Star Wars days uh, before the release of issue 108. And as we talked about last time, issue 108 is going to pick up on the storyline that ended as issue fishy at issue 50. So they're going to get that one out there just so, you know, the people who haven't read it can, you know, be caught up. So and again, that issue 50, uh I've seen an image of it. It does have the Legends banner on it, so um if that's your thing, but I guess I guess it's just more confirmation that issue 108 will be Legends because they are marketing at least the the I guess prequel issue to it as Legends, so if you don't already have it, um, pick it up. I guess um, if you do have it, um, I don't know. Are you going to be picking it up, Matt? Or because I know you have uh, issue. I,
1: I will not pick up the re-release of issue fifty. However, uh, one oh eight is already pre-ordered at my comic book store. Like yeah, the I day the news came out, I went straight to the comic book store. I still need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not missing that. If I have to, if I have to order direct from Marvel, I will have to do it because I mean, our comic book guy isn't the most reliable, but. Hopefully, he's going to order them because he was actually surprised to hear the news. So I need to go back there. Actually, it's in, it's in the uh, previews catalog this month. Is that correct, Jeremy? I think so. Um, it would be because the previews is two months ahead before the release date, right? The previews yeah, but catalog? I mean,
0: like, I don't use the previews catalog anymore because I find it primitive. I just well, don't no, 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 no. That, that, isn't
1: that how uh, – well, that's how the comic book dealers here order their books.
0: Oh, go, I know a lot of them do, but I've I've been out of the game for so long. I just
1: look up. Oh, lot. oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well, I look through the previews and I usually point out what I want. And I, it wasn't in the previews for February, but I need to go back. Uh, that remind I need to go back this month and remind that Dodo. I love the dude. I've I've been getting comic books from him for decades, but uh, he's kind of he baked his brain 20 years ago, and so I'm 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 lucky to know have him remember my face when I walk in now, as much less <laughs> yes. as I ordered. So, but I am getting that book regardless. I mean, first, uh, I want that right now. Super excited about it. I'm more excited over that than Dylan is over a whole barrel of cheese balls. Let me just put it that way.
0: God. Oh, God. I forgot about that. I'm more
1: more interested in reading 108 than Dylan is watching a freaking soccer game at the Tilted Kilt. That's, that's, That's how excited I am. There's so many inside jokes here, folks, but that's how freaking excited I am.
2: It wouldn't be a Legends podcast without some inside jokes. I'm telling you. I'm sorry, and I get
1: on to y'all all all the time about doing those inside jokes on the Legends podcast, and here I am doing
0: it. (laughs) Every time, I
1: say, guys, it's funny, but no one's going to get that.
0: For those of you who don't know, on our our pilgrimage to uh, Matt's... uh, eu library and to uh gen con we uh, we went grocery shopping to get a bunch of food so we wouldn't have to buy as much food at the convention because convention food's super expensive uh that was when i bought instead of food beer and moved off of beer at matt's house uh, I, I don't think i ate at your house well, or if i did uh, well here's
1: here. the, here's the deal how the how's the cheese balls thing went is my wife and I bought this big old barrel of cheese balls. And and it was before y'all got there, I remember. Yes, and yeah. we, we got it because the, the missus wanted it. I said, well, I'm not going to eat them. She went, well, I'll eat them. I was like, okay. Well, then we were playing board games that night when y'all came in or the next night or whatever. And I said, well, we wanted some snacks. Well, I didn't want to get any of the snacks that we we're going to get on our trip. Mm-hmm. So I just said, well, what's in the house that we can just eat up right now? I said, well, also put the cheese balls for these guys. And so I had a few, you had a few. And then Dylan just kept eating them. And then by the time we looked up, that barrel was halfway empty. Now, to Dylan's credit, I do want to defend Dylan. Dylan, I bought another barrel of cheese balls for my wife, and those things are addictive. You do not realize how many you're eating. Because I'll be honest, I made my way through uh, about an inch or two of that barrel before I said, whoa, okay, now I see what happened to Dylan. But Dylan ate half, I mean, my wife goes, did y'all enjoy all the cheese balls? I went, what do you mean? She's like, they're all gone. I said, Dylan, you ate all the cheese balls? He didn't eat all of them. There's like a few left. You know, it was like cheese balls are afraid of Dylan, just as the younglings were when Anakin entered the Jedi Temple. That's how it was. <laughs> he, just, he just slaughtered him. But, Dylan um, just slaughtered him.
0: But, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, with the Tilted Kilt, Matt and I just were, like, looking for food. And we went to this bar, like, called the Tilted Kilt, which is basically, if y'all are familiar with Hooters, it's Hooters with better food. And they all wear, ki- all the uh, waitresses wear kilts. And they're, they're, you know, it's it's one of those establishments. So we just said, we need to take Dylan here. And so we took Dylan there. and well, I thought it'd be a- funny, because it's like, oh, man, he's going to freak out. But go ahead. Rather than, like, the, get the reaction we expected from him, he's just like, oh, yeah, I come here all the time to watch soccer. <laughs> and proceeded to ignore the waitress and watch the game. Who was talking to him, trying to start a conversation with him?
1: <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to do a Star Trek reference here, but you are Dylan is definitely Spock. Yeah. You know, I just don't know which one of us. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm Mary. So you must be Kirk. And I guess I'm bones, but um, either way though, I was like, what what are you doing? Anyway, I don't know I'll be honest though I'll be honest that Gen con trip is still one of the highlights of my life it's yeah, same to be honest i don't Dylan probably is shaking his head in regret right now, but you missed it you, the most interesting thing i think I said this last time I was on the podcast we had it takes what twelve and a half hours from Indianapolis to Monroe or thirteen hours something mm-hmm. like that it, it was big the entire time on the way back, we talked about the e u
0: it was one of the best conversations, the three of us, it, I think, I, it, I, in my opinion, that we've ever had.
1: But yeah. the thing is, the conversation did not lag. We did not get quiet and just listen to music or just, you know, fade in and out. We were constantly going through one topic after the next, after the next, diving. And to be honest, the trip went by, the, the trip back like that. The trip up went fast, too, but that's because we were clowning the whole time. But the trip down just went like that because we were just talking EU for 13 and a half hours. There's got to be a record somehow.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot to talk about, which gets us into our next topic.
1: I'm sorry. And the reason the reason none of us slept is because Jeremy slept the whole time while we were at Gen con so Oh, he was yeah. Up.
2: I
0: was just telling he her, was uh, my, my girlfriend about how I passed out on the floor at J-Con. Every, every
1: night at 8 p.m., Jeremy's there snoring on the free. table. <laughs>
0: I don't drink like that anymore. Uh, I have, uh, not long
2: after that, I got Oh, drink. sure. It was the alcohol. Right. Got it.
0: Yeah. This dude. And it was the last one up, too, in the morning. First
1: one
2: to bed, last one out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. That's... Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dylan. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, no, I was just trying to get us into the. You, you like, should
1: speed us up. I'm sorry. I'm the one sidelining this. Go ahead. Uh,
2: the topic of this was something that you had brought up before. Uh, the podcast of like uh, top five EU lightsaber battles. We've because, literally had like two hours to to think of this list, so give us cut us some slack here.
0: Well, no, I, I so initially last at the end of the last podcast, there was some talk about um, EU with the that freaking ten questionnaire that guy gave us last last podcast, and so I started thinking, I'm like all right, I'm feeling some EU because I've been reading most of my Star Wars reading in the last year has been new canon, and it's been mostly negative. And I'm like, well, what's something the EU has been giving us that new canon hasn't? And I thought about it for a while, and I'm like, there hasn't been a single memorable lightsaber duel in the new canon that was good. Even in the movies, there hasn't been a good lightsaber battle in Force Awakens. You had two young people awkwardly swinging swords at one another in reference to A New Hope where it was an elderly man and a guy who couldn't see and the blades couldn't actually connect when they were filming, which is why the original lightsaber battle is kind of awkward in comparison to every single one. But there's no excuse that the just people are just swinging lightsabers awkwardly. And then in Last Jedi, you have lightsabers never connect in the whole movie. The one like you think it's a lightsaber duel, the lightsabers never touch. And that's the most memorable one. And in the books, there's not there's Luke's maybe fought one person. Well, he kind of fought Vader in issue two. And they had a lightsaber duel in the new comics. But that's pretty much it. There's been nothing. And I was like, I'm starved. I need to think of some really good, uh, excellent lightsaber duels. So I was like, I pitched this question. uh, I I drop it in our, uh, Dylan's in our admin chat for Star Wars reviewers, like the top five best lightsaber battles. And then I'm like, the Only Dylan's gonna be on there. I'm like, we need one more person. I call Matt up on the telephone and I'm like, dude, do you want to be on Legends? We're doing top five best lightsaber battles. And that was an hour ago.
1: Yeah, I had an hour. To be honest, I sit there and I thought about what are the uh, I said, let me let me just think off the top of my head, because that's usually what I do when I do in the top five. I said, Top 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 five. I thought of them in the exact order I'm giving them to you now. I was it was weird. I was like, well surely there's some other ones that I forgot about. I looked at every well, not every other one, because you guys are gonna remind me of a few. But I looked through my books, Kyle books and stuff, I went, Nope, I still like my top five. And I said, Well, well let me put these in order. And they were exactly one, two, three, four, five. So uh,
0: So, um my parameter well immediately when I say expanded universe, I don't mean movie lightsaber like fights. Obvious that that like goes without saying i'm assuming there's no you don't have any movie ones in yours matt do you uh
1: no it has to be expanded universe
0: exactly and um i said no video games unless there was a novel because video games are secondary canon typically
1: and, and i agreed with that but i also said it's very it, it, it automatically eliminated every lightsaber star war you know like uh, uh force unleashes thing i mentioned to you over the phone Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking in the back of my head, well, there's got to be a good Force Unleashed action. I went, well, to me, I'm going to get the book and the video game confused because it's been a while since I've read the book. So I just eliminated that one altogether. You you don't have to, but I'm just saying Mm -hmm.
0: I did. So I'm going to start with my number five. Let's go
2: five to one each one at a time. Then before we get to one, we do honorable mentions because I know I have a few. Okay. That works.
0: So – my number 5 is from The First Purge one-shot and it is Vader versus all the Jedi. In this issue, Vader is lured into a trap by a bunch of Jedi Knights who survived Order 66. I think there's like 10 of them. There may be more. There's there's a bunch of them There's and eight. They, they they lure him into this trap. He's thinking that he's going to fight Obi-Wan again one-on-one and get his revenge. And he proceeds – and we're going to get into spoilers with all of these because most of these lightsaber duels, I'm assuming, are the finales to books. Yeah, all of them. All of mine would just about be spoilers. Uh, well, Vader wrecks all of these Jedi. He gets beaten up a lot but, yeah, because that's... he's very new to his uh, new prosthetics and the new armor. But
2: there's, a, he... uh, there's a very famous panel from that comic of, like, him with, like, the uh... – Him with his mask cut like just so you can see his eye and you can see like the skin underneath. That that comic panel is from the Purge comics. If you've seen that,
0: I mean, he loses an arm and he after grabbing a knife, not a lightsaber, a knife, and he uses his severed arm. He flings it and stabs a Jedi in the chest with it. It's it's just brutal. Just absolutely the absolute. It was a holdover of the brutality from the. The Clone Wars comics at the time, and I just I just love it for that. Wow. Plus, it's my favorite Vader interaction with
2: Jedi. That one's on my list as well. Can I say which one it is? <laughs> yeah, go for it. That was my number one. Oh, holy <laughs> cow!
1: <laughs> was it really?
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, it's a
1: good one. <laughs> it was an honorable mention for me. I'll be honest. That was the that was one of Two other ones, I think, two or three other ones that that fought for number five for a minute. But I, for one moment, I thought about putting it on there. It was good, but I didn't even. Wow, number one. Yeah. I thought I was gonna steal your number one. Wow. Well, go ahead, Dylan, because I don't. I think I'm. <laughs> gonna, I know I'm gonna steal one of yours in a minute.
2: So I guess my number five uh, is Ulik Keldroma versus K Keldroma.
0: Oh, uh, of well, my honorable mentions.
2: Because, I mean, man, was that like such a – it's it's one of those fights that like when you look at the panels, like it's not any flashy choreography or anything like that. But it's like the power and emotion and the reasons behind these two characters fighting with Kay trying to like stop Ulik and being like, no, you know, this isn't you. And Ulik just keep going on and, and tell how it ends when – Kay dies, and then finally, finally at that point, Ulik realizes that it's he's gone too far, but it's too late. His brother's already dead.
0: Yeah, and then Nomi Sunrider's part, which I will not spoil, but, because that that's, that's like the number one like tear jerk moment in the EU for me. Is yeah. that?
1: It's one of the best comic book storylines ever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Dylan knows this about me and Dylan knows this too. We share a love of Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi has got to be one of the best story arcs. Um, with and I'm counting redemption. Without redemption, um, it still hangs up in there, but with redemption, I think it even moves up even more, yeah. in my opinion. When I, re- when I heard redemption was coming out, uh, I remember thinking, oh no, don't do this. Don't do this. It's been way too late. So do you don't, we don't need a wrap up story. We don't need it. Please don't do this. And they did it and I read it. And I loved it. I loved it. So that was my number three. <laughs> that was my number three. We're going to snipe a bunch of bars. Um, that's how high that is for me. Cause I will agree with Dylan. Uh, D and, and, and Dylan's right. Stuff leading up to this battle. It's not really the, it's, it's the significance of what's going on. In the storyline is that lightsaber battle, just like Dylan said there. The significance, not really that the battle was really that awesome or the artwork was everywhere. You know, there's some cool things shown in the uh, Purge comic book that you can basically I mean, you can use your imagination until the Jedi. Yula Keldroma and, uh, and Cade are basically just crossing lightsabers. That's basically all they're doing. So it's not that the battle was depicted so awesomely. It was what was at stake there. This was Cade's last chance to not defeat his brother, but to save his brother. And it is so amazing. It is, and it is impactful. It is powerful. It's very emotional. And I think we feel, well, we feel those emotions through the whole thing. You know, maybe severed limbs happen. Mm -hmm. Maybe consequences are dealt. And even as Nomi Sunrider enters, if you remember that, I'll never forget this. There are tears streaming down Mm
2: -hmm. her face. As she's Mm -hmm. doing, yeah, as she's doing As she's,
1: as she's, you know, laying the smack down on him. Um, She has to do what she has to do. She does not want to do it. Mm-hmm. She hates everything that has gone on. As close as they have been over the years and, and all the Sith war and everything, it comes down to this. How could you? How could you make me do this? And it is so emotional. It's such a great moment in the comic books. I, I completely agree uh, with what Dylan said, except they put it number five. Should be higher. Three.
2: <laughs> I mean, it was my honorable mention. So what was your number five, Matt?
1: Okay, my number five, I'm oh, man. It's not Jedi versus Jedi or Jedi versus Sith. It's Ganner at the Gates.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> I, Ganner, I'm drawing a blank here, so – I am Ganner. This is my threshold. I claim it as my own. Bring on your thousands. all in a, all, One at a time, they're all in a rush. I don't give a damn. None shall pass.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> that,
1: to me – is an epic moment where he is. I mean, remember b- before this scene, we had already established that one Vong, much less thousands. Well, we have to, to reference Jedi,
2: which book this happens at. This was uh, this was Traitor by uh, New Jedi Order. Traitor yeah, by Matthew yeah. Stolberts.
1: And the thing is, the Vong <laughs> have already been like two. I think it was. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is it is it Luke that encounters two uh, Vong at first, and he has trouble defeating them? Well Uh, Marrow
2: Mara Mara was the one who made first contact. Oh okay. (coughs) Granted, she was also sick, but it was still the Vong was her match.
1: But yeah, we have established excuse me, we've established that the Vong are an equal match to the Jedi. You know, almost one on one. So two on one, three on one. They can really give the Jedi problems.
2: And not (laughs) only that, but they are they can't be perceived in the force. The Jedi instincts of I know what's going to happen doesn't work on the Vong, and any kind of force powers that requires the Jedi to to be able to sense the target that they're using at, none of that works against the Vong. And he stands there, 5,000 Yuzhen Vong warriors charge him, and he kills every single one of them.
1: Oh, god. I I don't Is this on your top five because it's on mine?
0: I forgot this happened. I forgot. I
1: can't. Okay. Shame on me. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Dylan loves it more than I did. Okay. The thing is, I totally agree. I, when I saw that, I thought, first off, good job, because it's so impactful. Because there is a passion, and and Dylan's right; he can't, you cannot anticipate their moods. So without the Force, Ganner was just a deadly assassin guy. I mean, he had the ability, he had talent outside of the Force, is what I'm talking about. Yes. And <clears throat> um, he, of course, had the heart. Because he was getting cut, slash, but he would not go down. And I mean that he kind of powered himself in the force as, as for a while. You know, he and could he power had, himself. He
2: had An- Anakin's lightsaber, which had the uh, lambin crystal, which All meant right. that he actually could sense the Vong, but only his lightsaber could.
1: Only well, his lightsaber could. So he had a little advantage. But the thing is, though, I mean, if you look at epic now, first off, New Jet Order would make the most amazing set of movies in the world. If if Let's rewind back in time. Disney said, "Okay, we're gonna show all these EU haters that they're wrong. We're gonna make New Gen Order into movies. You would watch every fanboy's head explode in anger at first, and then every fanboy's head explode when they saw the movies and see how freaking awesome they are. Cause what one of several several good scenes is Ganner,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but Ganner just taking them, slashing them one after the next, after the next, after like bring
2: it." Like he – it, the book even mentions that at one point there were so many dead Yuzhen Vong that he was on top a mountain of dead bodies, and they had to climb up the mountain of their own comrades to get to him. And I don't know why this is not on anyone else's top five, but anyway. I didn't think of it because I have – there is another New Jedi Order moment, but I have it in honorable mentions because it's – I thought that it's technically not a lightsaber duel because it's not lightsaber on lightsaber, but I thought about mentioning it. I thought that I
1: thought we said lightsaber battle. Yeah. I oh, mean no. duel. I I heard battle, and so I thought anything. Well, was that's, a fine. Lightsaber. That's, that's fine.
0: That's fine. Oh, I just uh, my parameters were vague. Yeah. <laughs> I was Okay. With what you would come up with.
1: Okay. Well, I thought when I said battle, what's a battle with a lightsaber? And that one just stuck out in my head right there. So anyway, that's my number five.
0: Okay. My number four, going back to the comics, because I will have to mention my one my number one honorable mention. I didn't put it in there. This is from the Republic Comics, the Anakin versus Asage Ventress on Coruscant. Mm this is where Anakin receives his scars and takes another step to the dark side. I consider this one of several key moments in the Clone Wars where you see Anakin lose it because it's the thing with the Jinji Tartosky fight on Yavin four at the Manassai temple, which I didn't realize was the Manassai temple until I went on Wikipedia right before this, which yep. makes complete sense why they're, uh, why it's so over the top and they're flying around and stuff because the force is so enriched there. Um, but it's just, <clears throat> with Gigi Tartowski stuff, I have to take a lot of it with a grain of salt because it's so stylized. It's why I didn't put any of his stuff in my uh, top five. I have two of his stuff. I know you do. I figured you would.
1: Okay, and hold on. Is this your number four?
0: This is my number four, is Anakin and Asajj okay. fighting on Coruscant when he just, Wraps her up in cables and just electrocutes her and then throws her off of a a building to, at the time, we assumed was her death. Because she didn't come back till what was that, Revelations, that four-issue mini? Right. And she was wrecked. She, like, lost an eye and just was, like, just messed up.
1: Right. Okay.
0: But it's, like... Annika just took it way too far because she caught him talking to Padme, and that's just what uh, what did it. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's my number four. And what was that in again? This was in Republic Comics. Oh God, I don't remember. It was. Okay, like... I, I, rem- I remember. I remember.
1: I just don't remember yeah. the comic. book. I, I do remember the fight.
2: Yeah. Okay. Good deal. My favorite four. My number four is. General Grievous at the Battle of Hypori, chapter 20 of Gendy Tartofsky's Clone Wars.
0: Honorable mention for me.
2: Because, <laughs> I mean, because that was, I think, not canonically, but, like, as a, as opposed to, like, um, that was, I think, the first time we had ever seen General Grievous when that happened. We are talking about, like, not the timeline in-universe, but, like, our own timeline. Right. And yes. man, what a what an introduction to a character. I
1: agree. This was I told you there were two things fighting in my honorable mentions, and that the first one was Purge, the comic book, and the <laughs> second one was General Grievous. I absolutely that was the end of season one, correct?
0: Yeah. that yes. was the,
1: And it was
0: amazing. It was, amazing. it was simply amazing. Unstoppable. When Brooks I mean,
2: says that, that's
0: Yeah. That's a really bad thing.
1: Amazing. Amazing.
2: And I, like, are, it ends on the cliffhanger. It's like you I mean, you're th- like, okay, so Kaidi mundy's dead. Like that they killed him, because there's no way he's getting out of that.
0: It's great. Not just that, but Shakti and Aayla of Sakura, you think yeah.
1: they're too. It's great. It's great. Uh, uh, Jenny Tartowski's Clone Wars is phenomenal phenomenal and the thing is i was probably the sourest person when i heard about it because i did not like the artwork you video know, the steals i saw i was like oh this looks like garbage yeah and i never saw i never saw samurai jack i didn't do any of that i was like oh what is this this is probably good. this looks like horse garbage oh it's gonna be two five minutes long eight minutes long you know they're not gonna be even half an hour oh this is garbage i mean i complained about every bit of news i got from it and of course preview night i watched it for its two-and-a-half-minute whatever, you know. And I remember when it was over, I turned to Bruce and went, it wasn't that bad, actually. It was okay. And, and then every time I kept watching the episodes, they got better and better. And that ending, I was like, this is an amazing series. I, I think I already said that way before I saw that season finale, but there were so many good episodes. But, Dylan, you got it. Doug. Grievous is a great one, a great one. <laughs> All right, well, my number four. Quattro, you said battles. I'm oh, that's bad now.
0: I, I'm excited.
1: Okay. Um. Well, when I think about a battle, Luke, uh, Luke battling the Wampus on Hoth.
0: Okay, that's and, my honorable
1: mention. Dark saber. Um. He uses his lightsaber several times, hacking through Wampus. But one of my best ones is the one-armed Wampa. This is total spoilers here comes back from Empire Strikes Back, and he's leading the Wampas And he is menacing. And as he and Callista are running through the snow and that Wampa's coming at him, Luke, I, 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 I can see this in my head, Luke pauses and then jump does a big force jump backwards with his lightsaber extended and just totally beheads him and lands onto the snow as the Wampa's severed head falls to the ground and then his body slowly just timbers over. And I was thinking... After all the bi- battle with, you know, and I mean, it wasn't just lightsabers, too. There were people shooting, but mm-hmm. Luke was fighting them off with a lightsaber, and then he took down that big one at the end, and you're going, holy cow. That, that was, was a moment.
0: That was the only, like, lightsaber that wasn't a duel. I had that at the bottom because I didn't remember it clearly enough to put it on the list because uh, okay. it's but that sequence, that whole sequence is freaky. I know. The,
2: uh, it, it reads like a horror story honestly yeah it, it, it does just... oh it, it's like it's like aliens
0: mm-hmm.
1: the movie it literally is like aliens the movie and it's so friggin' good and they're just trying to get out alive and by the way spoilers they don't don't get out of alive yeah exactly but it's great it's such a great scene and i just i just love it
0: it's one of the darker it. bantam moments
1: yeah like it was, it's yeah, one of the few dark bantam moments you know what it got a lot of hate because of that
2: of course in, it in the day. Of course it did. It, was, it day, also got it hate because it was part of the Callista trilogy, but and people don't like the that trilogy. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Uh, hey, can uh, we uh,
1: add Waru to the Callista trilogy make <laughs> Quick make it a should have
0: the so number put
1: Callista in Crystal
0: Star. <laughs> number three. Last command. Luke versus <laughs> Luke. Luke. Luke with the two U's, which is the dumbest. La, uh, oak. That's,
2: that's how, uh, that, that's how, uh, um, Mark Thompson call, pronounces it in the, uh, audiobooks.
0: Oh God, does he really?
2: Yeah, he goes, La, uh, oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because in, so initially I didn't read the Thrawn trilogy as novels. I read the comic book adaptations first, <clears throat> which are actually quite good. Um, but I remember getting to Last Command and Luke and Mar conf- uh confronting the clone of George Kabak. And you see, they're like, you're not even the real George Kabak, you know, like, you were never him. And it's like all these revelations are happening. And then George Kabak is like, I don't want to do this to you, Luke. but he- And then he unleashes... The clone of Luke that's cloned from his hand that Vader cut off in Empire Strikes Back, wielding his uh, Luke's original lightsaber. And Luke meets his match. And it's just like the ultimate fan service part of the whole trilogy of of Zahn's books. It's just Luke fighting Luke. And it's just awesome. (laughs) 14-year-old me was just blown away.
1: There you go. With Luke's original lightsaber, no with doubt.
0: With Luke's original mm-hmm. lightsaber. <laughs>
1: yes, that's true. How's that? Yeah, it's like it, it's like they literally was beating him with his own arm. Yeah. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> with his hand. Ah, ah, the hand. Okay, the hand of Luke. That should be the next. Uh, the hand what, of that, Luke. That that Zahn writes. Okay, Dylan. What's number
2: three? <clears throat> I'm surprised it's this low. Legacy of the Force Invincible, Jaina versus Jason. So oh, God. Which, all right, which one? The first fight or the final fight? The final fight. Oh, that's my number fight, two. The first fight wasn't really a fight. Like, he just kind of – they, they. Had, it was more of like a little skirmish than like he ran off to do something. I forgot exactly, but he ran off, but well, the second thinks, one.
0: He thinks he's fighting Luke yeah. during that one.
2: But the second one in like all of it and it's another one with like Ulick versus Cray, it's just like literally the entire series, nine books has been building up to this moment
0: and it's like um because this is my number two, like just the emotion behind it, the way the book uh invincible's written itself with all of the uh young Jedi Knights quotes at the beginning of every chapter. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know what's going to happen, but when it does happen, it's just incredible, and they just beat the, the living shit out of one another.
2: Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> they're getting like burned from steam and like broken arms and ribs and stuff, and it's just like it—it's literally all out and in that fight, and neither one of them would stop. It's the uh,
1: for anyone who doesn't know, and it's the equivalent of Undertaker versus Mankind and Hell in a Cell. I mean it is just like uh that is my number 1 by the way shame on you Dylan for not making it number 1 shame on you um shame on you Jeremy for making it number 2 how dare you sir how dare I don't okay, care what your we'll number, understand
0: one with, uh, number one
1: is No I will not I will not I will not <laughs> anyway here's the thing here's the thing um reading that you're right at the beginning of the book when troy denning starts putting in the quotes you know what's going to happen you know and you're like oh no come on i can't start crying i just read the first quote what's going on here and as the battle is going on you're right it is a beat down it is a beat down bloody i mean all-out brawl between the siblings and then how it ends though how it ends i know you know because Cause it's okay, Jaina. Oh come on, stop, stop. <laughs> it's just it's like go, and it's, it's like he leans he leans into the I mean, come on.
2: He stops fighting. He stops fighting to at warn Tenelka. And then in that moment, that's when it happens.
1: At the very last second, he's like, Okay, now I'm done. So in a way, Jason was right. He did things to save the universe I'm telling you, it's fantastic. It's and a not fantastic that, moment. Like, it is one of the most fan- – it is the most fantastic moment of that series. Let me, let me make sure before I say that. Yes, it's not it is. only
2: that. It's like right after that, it's over, and you get the flashback back to New Jedi Order when Jaina's – like right after when Jaina's wingmate died and, Jace, and Jason was the one to help her through that night. Stop. <laughs> <It's> just
1: <sighs> – Wow. Well, you know what? And, and, and to say that that doesn't bring emotion out of you, you it's almost like saying this would be my number three or my number two. Like, this is kind of what it's saying. Like someone who's so uncaring that would mark <laughs> this so low on their list. <laughs> it is the – because look at this. It has – everything has beatdown, down, broody. But, I mean, there is lightsaber duels nonstop. Mm-hmm. Move aside episode three. Jason and Jana carry this one all day long if they had to. And it's got some great stuff in it, too. And then finally, emotion. What's going on with the story right now? It's phenomenal. We talked about Cade and Yulet Kildroma, which is good. That's a good one. You know, sibling versus sibling is nice. But this has been building up not just for a few comic book issues, but for decades of books. They have a history and we know that history and we're being Mm -hmm. reminded of that history. And we even have a flashback of this. You're both wrong. Anyway, my number three was Juliet Keldrama and Cade Skywalker, which should be y'all's number three. You already said your number two. Okay, you what's your number two? What? Uh, better. Please, because I don't I remember Waru having a lightsaber battle, so I don't know what's better. Uh, Ventures, oh, please tell me it's a Calistia moment.
2: Ventures versus Anakin, uh, Anakin uh, at the Messiah Temple, and uh, season one of Jenny Tartowski's Clone Wars. You're exactly right. That's my number two as well.
0: <laughs>
2: and that was an honorable mention for me. Because I mean – Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Dylan. Because I guess my – I guess like uh, in my list, uh, I guess the rule of cool and style overweighed like over, – and choreography overweighed the – um, at least how I was looking at it – overweighed like the actual like story elements. Because I try to come at this from, if you just watched this fight, uh, if you just watch, came into this with no context and watched the fight, how would it be? And the other ones were good fights, and they had some emotional backing to it, but that was kind of my going into this. And I mean the whole build uh, – the fight um, is just a – it is a master class of show-don't-tell storytelling, of like just two going at it. With amazing, uh, uh, amazing showing off of Force powers because, again, they were in kind of a Force next six. So they can do that. But, like, um, not only that, but, like, there's a um, – throughout the fight, when they're fighting through the temple, right, when they're kind of even and Anakin is using uh, – mainly using, like, the light side of the Force, he is bathed in blue lights and Ventress is bathed in red lights throughout that entire fight. Then – when he loses his lightsaber and he takes Ventress's and starts to tap into the power of the dark side to win, he is completely or both bathed in red throughout the rest of that fight. And it's, it, it's something that you uh, – it's just something little in the background, but it's so great as a visual storytelling of what's going on in that battle as – and, I mean, the choreography is great. The style is great. The little quiet moments, like when they're standing there taking each other in, and then the storm starts, and you hear the raindrops sizzling off their lightsabers as each one so waits for the next to make the, the move.
1: Well, he, here's the thing. Dylan's right on all counts on this one, even as it being number two, because uh, you're right. You, you stole by what I was going to say. The color scheme is phenomenal. Now, doesn't have an unfair advantage. Of being a visual animated short, short movie. You know, yes, it does. It it bears that unfair advantage over all these stories because we can actually see it play out. However, you are right, Dylan, to mention the color scheme that tells its own story in the background. Plus, there are no, there's no dialogue. Mm -hmm. There's no dialogue. And that scene where they are watching each other and the rain starts coming and hitting their lightsabers. Oh, man, there's so much tension. You could cut a knife through the – I mean, you, I mean, there's so much tension in the air. You could cut a knife through it. It it has so much going on there. But that is that is the turning point for Anakin, if you remember. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, okay, if I want to beat her, I've got to go full crazy. You know, I'm going to turn it on because she is going back. I mean, that's the moment that he's thinking, okay, this isn't working. I've got to, you know, well, uh, in his opinion, up his game, tap into this dark side. Ventress, on her end, now, of course, this is all speculative. What I'm saying here to me during that pause, Ventress is going through two things. First off, okay. I really, th- I, you know, I th- ventress thinks she's the best. Remember previously mm-hmm. she'd established with Dooku. She could be anyone, anything. She's never had a challenge. This boy is challenging her. Mm-hmm. And so in, in her mind, it's like, wow, I thought I'd be done with this, but you know what? Playtime's over. I'm taking him out now. You know, like, I'm done with – so she's – they're both having the same realization, but both of them are confident in their skills to take the other one down. In my opinion, that's what it looks like. And Not
0: just that, though. Um, in the comics, at this point, she had captured Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin's master. Right. And held him prisoner. She had killed numerous Jedi up until this point. So that she's struggling with
1: this one has really surprised her and angered her even more. So there's a lot going on in that scene. And it's the thing is the first time I the, the second time viewing all these, I totally forgotten there was zero dialogue. Mm-hmm. If you would ask me, Matt, Matt, what I I thought there was dialogue in it. For years, after after I watched it the first time through, I thought there was dialogue in that episode. And then when I rewatched it, uh the next time through I was like, holy cow. So all that dialogue in my was in my head. You, it tells the story without using dialogue, using colors, using moments. And, of course, visually, it's just stunning. It's honestly Tartoski's masterpiece.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With, with Grievous being an honorable mention, I can see why you want to put Grievous in there, too. Because to be honest, you could fit that in. Right. Right? It's one of my, I, I don't have many honorable men. In fact, y'all named the two. And my third one is kind of a joke. So if it's, if it's anyone's number one, I'm going to laugh and say no, but that is funny.
2: Well the only one that we haven't said number 1 is um is Jeremy's. Well let's get to the honorable yeah. mentions cuz we Matt's named most
0: of my honorable mentions. <laughs> well, no get to your number 1. Go ahead get to your number 1
2: Jeremy. What is it?
0: Okay. Rule of 2 Bane and Zana versus the Jedi. That oh, was
2: wow. my, that was one of my honorable mentions.
0: Um how Because we've never seen, we've never seen these Jedi, the Jedi don't believe that there's any Sith left. Until the end, um, General Haas Apprentice finally convinces enough of them to make a task force to kill Darth Bane. And we see it's probably Bane, with the exception, it was, I was tied here, because I wanted to put Bane and Xana's final fight in Dynasty of Evil.
2: But that was more of a force battle than it was a lightsaber battle. That's why yes. that was my that was my reasoning, because I thought of that one too, and I and I didn't put it in for that reason.
0: But we've never seen we had never seen Zana's. um we'd seen some of Zana's uh lightsaber style because she has a very unique um saber form that she uses. We ha- uh we haven't seen Bane go full out as Dark Lord of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Because pretty much every time in Path of Destruction, he found a way to kill someone with the Force rather than duel them. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see Bane just take on all of these masters. Yep, in, in a duel and like hold his own.
2: And it's I I think it's another great like it was another great way of demonstrating why Bane's Bane needed to do his plan. Because I think up to that point, you could make the argument of, well, why doesn't Bane just take out the Jedi Order right now? But in that fight, yes, they are victorious. Yes, it's two on five. But even then, they do struggle against those five Jedi. It's a very close fight. It very easily could have gone other the other way. And you think, that's just five Jedi. There are thousands of them. Mm-hmm. They are the, – the Sith are – it was demonstrating the fact that the Sith at this point are not ready to take on the Jedi. That's why Bane, Bane's order needs to be in secrecy. That's why they need to build up their over-the-generations, and it was a great way of showing that, and just a great fight in general.
0: I I just – I loved it. I loved I loved everyone's saber forms are really noticed. You see – well, because Bane has a unique form of uh, Form 4 in it. Mm-hmm. Because of his uh, hooked uh, handled lightsaber, it alters his saber skills. And plus, you get to see the brute force of Bane, because mm-hmm. he's he also has the Orbalis armor still uh, at that point. So like he technically can't get hit with lightsabers,
2: mm.
0: which he ends up, ends up being subdued because he unleashes Force lightning and they put him in a force Force field and he just wrecks himself. But ends up killing them all. But it's 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 pretty good. It's the that perfect, is a good one. It's good one. It it's the perfect way for a Rule of Two to end.
1: Yeah. the The, the only problem with th- that is that it's not better than Jason and Jaina. You are wrong. So anyway, honorable <laughs> mentions.
0: Okay. I have
1: I, I have one as a joke, but y'all go ahead and give y'alls first.
0: So, one of mine comes from the original Marvel comic line, and as Matt takes off his, his headphones. I'm
1: listening, I'm listening, I gotta, oh, I'm listening, I'm listening, I, I gotta find something
0: real quick, but I'm listening, I, I have you on speakerphone. All right, so, um, it is, what well, we think it's Luke and Vader fighting each other in this sort of death trap valley that the Tag's younger sister... <coughs> for luke and vader so she can get her revenge but we find out that well luke kills well he thinks he kills darth vader well it turns out he kills baron tag and vader used a sith spell i guess to make him to make luke think he killed vader when in truth he killed baron tag
2: Mm -hmm. i think
0: i think that's a really interesting it's it's really interesting to see Vader do something like that. You don't see it a whole lot. the The whole comic itself, that two issue story arc. Um, I have a review coming up really soon on it because I really enjoyed it. And my other one would be General Grievous taking on Shock and the other Jedi at. Season 2 of Ginji Tartosky's Clone Wars, as well as when he takes on the Jedi in Labyrinth of Evil.
1: That was good as well.
0: The, the reason it didn't make the list, though, is the continuity errors between the two. Because both in their own rights are really good fights. One's very Ginji Tartosky, and the other one's very James Lucino. Mm. But... There was some sort of miscommunication between the two of them, and there's a massive continuity error in there. Mm-hmm. So it never, it didn't make the list. It, I, I,
1: I missed the comic book where the Baron Tag storyline was in.
0: It was what comic book was that? Oh gosh, it would have been. It was right before Empire Strikes Back happened, so mid to late '30s in the issues. Okay, all right, that's fine. It was. That was a good one. It was. It was like the first really good lightsaber duel in yeah. the Marvel comics, too.
1: Yeah, it was. It was really good. All right, Dylan, honorable mentions?
2: So the first one, again, this this would have been in my top five um, had I known it could have been anything, but Battle of Ithor, Corin Horn versus Shade O'Shea. <laughs> right. Ooh. That's... That like, is that is a
1: forgotten battle, sir. That's actually yeah. pretty good. That's pretty good that you remembered that one.
2: Well, it's just like – I mean in the grand scheme of things, the Vong went back on their words, so it didn't matter. But it right. was just such a powerful like moment of like – of a lot of things that – one of the great things that New Jedi Order did was letting the other Jedi shine, like making it – Making it so that it's not just like Luke and Luke and Luke the the Skywalker family saving the day. It's like it's giving the other Jedi their time to shine. But anyway, it it gave the uh, New Jedi Order giving like the other Jedi a time to shine. Like it wasn't just the Luke and friends show. It or the Skywalker family saving the day. It was. It's these other Jedi now who are fully capable of stopping conflicts, and yet it doesn't amount to anything because Vaughn take back on their word. But it was just a very good character moment that led to uh, a pseudo-redemption arc with corn because everyone blamed him for the fall of Ithor because of that battle. And then he – Kornhorn versus Shado O'Shea, Great fight, giving another – giving a Jedi that wasn't Luke the time to shine, giving – setting off his redemption arc and just being like – uh, again, because at that point, like, a regular a regular rank-and-file grunt Vong almost beat Mara, and now this is like a Vong general going up against Corrin, and you're just like, oh, man. And they've already killed off multiple characters at this point, so you're like, oh, man, is he going to get through it? And the way he gets through it as well, using his um, unique properties of his lightsaber <laughs> to uh, – to best him, and the whole fallout uh, after that battle with um, – and that uh, kicked off his pseudo-redemption arc within the New Jedi Order, just a great fight.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, hmm? uh, you can still hear me, right? Yeah. yeah. And see, I'm on mute. That's so weird. Okay, anyway, um, I don't know. Mute doesn't work. Okay, so uh, I'm sorry for that Tristan, Tristan moment there.
0: <laughs> you didn't fall asleep, and I joined a Skype call, and you and Edward were sleeping. Since-
1: since I'm, since uh, you know, oh yeah, that was at every moment. All right, what? Well, any other honorable mentions?
2: Yes. Uh, Go ahead. Mara versus K- Kitus. Who? Mara versus uh, Jason.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh that's,
2: God, I forgot to put that on there.
1: That's brutal. That's a brutal one. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think that one. If that one explain, that one speaks for itself. I think. God. Uh, Luke and Ben when they're um in Fate of the Jedi Omen when they first come across the lost tribe I th- cuz like it's the it's the uh so the lost tribe were this brand new uh League of Sith there were a dozen of them one of them was their high lords the highest ranking lost tribe and then Luke has been beyond shadows for like 3 days he's malnourished he's He's, like, overexerted himself on the Force. He is, like, down for the count and not out. And Ben is, like, I think, like, 6, 14 to 16, somewhere in that. And the two of them go against 12 Sith Lords. And the Sith Lords didn't stand a chance. Like, this was how powerful Luke and Luke was. To a lesser extent, Ben, but Luke was. Like, even, even Luke on, like, 10%, like, it's the shaggy meat. Even Luke on, like, 5% of his power could still... T- could still take out a dozen Sith on, pretty much on his own, and the fact that you had Ben with him was just like – it It did kind of uh, – one of the flaws of Fate of the Jedi is that it did kind of undercut the threat that the Lost Tribe were. Though, of course, they weren't really the bad guy Abeloth was, so.
1: Well, at this point, though, remember, when was the last time the Lost Tribe really tested themselves?
2: Yeah, I've written an article never, about this.
1: never. And then Luke is like the most powerful – at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. You've read my Expanded Universe article on this. <laughs> uh, yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I have not. I I didn't realize this. <laughs> and then the last one I had was the final battle between Cade Skywalker and Darth Crates.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. And, uh, you would have that one on there.
2: <laughs> I didn't, I thought it would be your four or five. That one would no. It it's a it's a good one for me, but because it's like because other than I the fact that I like it, I put it on my it's my honorable mentions and probably the last the the very bottom of the honorable mentions. My my
1: joking honorable mention is Lumiria and Luke or Luminara and Luke, how you pronounce pronounce name, the mm-hmm. final battle. Oh yeah. It wasn't a battle. It wasn't. He just <laughs> He just picked her up, brought her to his lightsaber, and just decapitated her, and walked away. It was great. Yeah,
2: he, no, he like he battled her to a cliff, and then she started falling off the cliff, and he grabbed her hand yep. so she, she didn't fall. And he's like, nope, you're not going to die that way, and just decapitated her, and that was it. That's great. <laughs> I, I almost put his- now, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait.
1: wait, wait. Oh. I'm sorry. Dylan, Dylan didn't- I don't think he grabbed her, did he? I think he grabbed her through the force.
2: He made of, yeah.
1: And I think he grabbed her through the force and then brought her to brought her to his just held out his lightsaber and brought her to the lightsaber.
2: hmm It that was, was like great. It was great. It was great because that was like that was that was basically the moment of like the gloves are coming off with Luke. The shortest <laughs>
1: battle in the history. Because before then they had fought for a little while, but you didn't know that Luke was holding back to save Lumiara. And now, now that Marzad, said, nope. All the gloves are off. I could have handled you in, in any way I wanted to. It's mm-hmm. great. I loved it. I loved it.
0: I initially loved their confrontation in the Marvel comics.
1: Mhm. That was good too.
0: That was that was really good. I think that's probably the best because well, it's been so long since I read that. That's probably the some of the best Luke mo like lightsaber moments in the Marvel comics. What are you doing?
1: Hold on, there's someone here that wants to say, "Ow, what? Okay, hold on, hold on. There's you got a guest who wants to make a comment about this lightsaber battles. Hold on. All right, we'll
2: come on here. What do you want to tell him? All right, we we'll just get on here.
1: All right, hold on.
2: <laughs> oh no, no!
0: Why was not I not picked? Chuck Wendig, what are you Aftermath. doing right here? Were
1: Aftermath had great lightsaber yet? battles, where they slipped and slashed your little lightsabers.
2: It was Chuck so exciting, Wendig. I wet my space diapers reading it. But Chuck, you got fired. I did. Diggits. Diggits fired me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Oh, they made, made
0: their tummy so angry. Mm-hmm.
1: Don't make Chucky angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: Don't keep Chucky in a box. <laughs> Don't box Chucky in. What kind of lightsabers do you like, hmm? Chucky likes all colors of lightsabers, hmm? Hmm. Chucky, bored now. He doesn't write Star Wars books anymore. No one likes him anymore. Not that anyone liked him to begin with. Almost talks like Sling Blade. (laughs) I reckon so. What questions do you have? Get out of here.
0: Get out of here remember my Ooh. aftermath review?
2: No, I hate you for it. I hate you. Oh yeah. I hate you all.
0: I got a better beard now.
1: I'm sorry about that.
0: God, you got. Okay. It. I I Why, I, why I, do you, I, you let Yubnub invite people over and Well, you know what? Yubnub was
1: sleeping. Usually, he guards at the door and make sure he doesn't come in. But um. God.
0: <sighs> what I, are God. we gonna have next, Fred? Fred's gonna come oh, in?
1: Gosh, that'd be funny. <laughs> he's probably living somewhere in the house too
0: oh probably there's probably a whole colony of people you you know know.
1: if anyone doesn't know fred's the guy who does my music Mm -hmm. whenever i need music or sound certain sound things he helps me out that one time he wrote a little soundtrack for a halloween special or something for me i can't remember when it was but he came over to the house got his keyboard out in his computer and made the song right there for me took him about 20 minutes recorded it and sent it to me and said, "Okay, I gotta go, dude." And he, he got up and left. He just dropped <laughs> by my house. He was on his way to another gig. <laughs> I never see Fred hardly ever. And I said, "Hey Fred, will you do the scene for me real quick?" He's like, "Okay." And he did the scene. Then he was gone. And I will I haven't seen him for like, oh gosh, eight months. I saw him last week. The dude is like super thin now. He lost a ton of weight. What? I didn't even. If it hadn't been for his face, I wouldn't recognize him. I mean, no, he wasn't fat. But he was kind of short and he was kind of stocky, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like pale thin now. I was like, dude, what happened? He's like, oh, yeah, I decided to lose the weight. Is he, he's such an he's a really smart guy who just is like, yeah, I guess I'll lose weight today. And he loses weight. I guess I'll learn how to cook. He becomes a chef. I guess. I'll, <laughs> I mean, seriously, honestly, the guy's got tons of talent. And it's funny because I try to hang out with him, but he's always busy. But he's super nice. He'd love to hang out with me. It's just it's, he's he's an enigma. That man. I'd love to have him on the show more. Yeah, like, he wants to. He actually wants to recut my intro for Matt's expanded universe. But I said, if you do that, people are gonna riot. They love the entrance. The uh, when I got rid of it for a short time because I thought it wasn't gonna be. You know, I said, man, it's getting repetitive. Everyone was like, when you bring the introduction back? I missed the intro. Where's the intro? I was like, okay, fine. Got to have the intro in there. And if we, if I change the intro now, he's gonna hate it. I mean, he wanted, he wanted to get new music and everything. Wow. And I was like, oh, dude, I don't know that It's kind of locked in now. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Anything else
0: to wrap up?
2: Well, I, I was just checking. We don't have any questions, so I guess we just have what we're reading, and then we'll call it a podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Move into maybe some backpedalers if y'all are up for that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Matt, what are you reading? Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Um, well, geez, uh, not much right now. I did finish uh, uh Jeremy will like this. I've been reading some, I got some Marvel comic books, and I found two boxes while I was moving them uh, out from our nursery now. We don't have a guest room anymore. We have a nursery now. Okay. And I moved them from the nursery into my room, and I found two boxes. I was like, oh, shut up. And one of them was X-Force. Oh, um, okay. It, what era? Leafield. I mean, starting with issue number one. Okay. And going all the way to when they changed for a very short time when the uh, writer from Mad Men got involved.
0: Oh, God. Uh, and
1: comic books. Those are phenomenal. They became ecstatic after that, the ecstatics or something. And so, I got, and, and that's, he kept it for a little bit while and then stopped it. Boy, ecstatics was really good. I was shocked at how good that was. It's better than X Force. Um, uh, but Rob Leafield has, and I hate Rob Leafield. I know. Um, Me and my brothers <laughs> always have two a joke. Of us. If we ever see him, I think every comic book uh, person love, hate, loves to hate him. And uh, we always said, if we ever see Rob Liefeld, we'll kick him in the nuts. Well, I actually got to see him at Comic-Con back in 2005. I was like, shut up. And I remember I called my brother on the cell phone. I went, uh, I said, hey, dude. I said, guess who's here? He's said, who? I said, Rob Liefeld. And then there's his pause. And brother goes, are you going to kick him in the nuts? I said, I guess I have to. Because we keep saying that. And I just thought it was funny that he was there. And I, I really wanted to kick him in the nuts. I, I can't do that. But I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, But he did – it was really smart. I forgot about this. He did a sideways issue. Do you remember this? Where you turn the X-Force comic book. The cover is on the side. I'm like, that's weird. No, you flip and read the whole thing sideways. Yeah, yeah. It was was new. It was inventive. And to my knowledge, it has never been done. Now, I'm not a comic book guy, so it's probably been done before. But that was the first time I'd ever seen it done before, and I wasn't very impressed by that. Um, His artwork, though, drastically, you know – uh, plagiarizing every every comic book he's ever read before is actually pretty good.
0: I, I hate his pouches.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, there's a lot and of things. America's boobs. But ecstatics, what X-Force mm-hmm. turned into and then split off on its own, is phenomenal. It's, it's one of the best things in that Marvel collection now. I, 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 anyway, I'm sorry. I went, went too much story with that. What are you guys reading? Dylan. Uh,
2: let's see. Since so the last podcast, I finished the Cessus Deception Jedi trial, and Hard Contact, I'm now reading Shatterpoint.
1: Let me ask you a question. Oh, you are. Can I ask you a question? Cessus Deception. Is it okay or not good? Like I I should... en- Go ahead. I
2: enjoyed it. Um, I may- might be biased because uh, Kit Fisto is one of my favorite um, Jedi from the prequels. So I like that he finally had like a book. Me too. There- there were things I didn't like about it, like I didn't like the fact that um, the the Montcalmari Admiral—I forgot his name—that was like um, really against, like really like just didn't care about clones.
1: Yeah, I thought he was a little over the top.
2: Yes, like I I get that there would be people of that officers, but I thought he was <laughs> too much of that, especially yeah. with that like with that like exercise that he was putting them through that was literally getting them killed. Yeah. I thought that was a little much. That was a little ham-fisted. Yeah. Yeah, too extreme. I agree with that. I also didn't like uh, the parts with the ARC Trooper and um, his relationship with the um, that one
1: – Oh, you know how I feel about that.
2: Yeah, I, it's for the same reasons as you.
1: And it's <laughs> not as bad as Travis, but I agree. It, it says that deception is not – I mean it's not I wanna I don't want to say it's a bad book, but it's a ho hum. I a think ho-hum. it was
2: better than Jedi Trial.
1: Ooh. I have to think about that.
2: Because I, I mean Jedi th- Trial it was a it was nice it was nice seeing um Nedja Halkron finally in action. Yeah. And it was good uh, good to kind of get uh, Anakin's feet wet as well in like the command. But I thought a lot of the other characters were I thought the two, like the pilot and the recon scout that got together in the end, I thought that that was like – that relationship was like way too fast. Mm. Other than that, the battle was fine, and then hard what? contact was um, – hard contact was fine because that thing doesn't happen in the – I mean I could see this. I can see where it's going, but it doesn't happen in that book, and I thought yeah, it was – the triple zero. Yeah. I know
0: exactly what you're talking about. What?
1: Where – okay, yeah. Where are you in Stover's book? Uh, uh, um,
0: Shatterpoint. Uh,
2: Shatterpoint, sorry. He has uh, just been – he's just been released and is in the back alley and got ambushed.
1: Oh, that's not very far.
2: Yeah. I, okay. I, I just started sorry. reading it a few days ago. but That's fine. That's fine. I'm enjoying it so far. Okay. I do feel like Mace is a little too underpowered in this. Like, he keeps getting, like, beaten way too many times.
1: Uh, do you, has he started with his journal? Yes. Do you not find that jarring? I. They flip back and forth between no, the story and then his – okay, that's
2: fine. No, because, um, because unlike Dawn of the Jedi – it actually tells you when you're reading his journal and when you're not
1: uh, that is true. It's more clear. it's set forth more clear and then just automatically just randomly changes. yeah, that is true,
2: so because of that, I can get I can get the fact that, okay, yeah, he is recording his journal now. All right, the journal's over now it's actually what's happening.
1: okay, gotcha. All right, no problem. Let me know what you think when you're done.
2: okay, all
1: right, go ahead, Jeremy.
0: So well, I'll get to the one that isn't jarring. I've been reading the Marvel comics, the original Marvel comics. I'm on issue 45, 46, Mm -hmm. which is a Lando Chewie story, which I'm really enjoying. Um, But I just finished Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void. Oh, my gosh. And I loved it. What? What? at first, I remember the first chapter, it was like, I'm like, oh, what on earth am I reading? But, like, I've read Tim Levin's work before because he did a whole trilogy of alien and predator stories that were really good. The, the Rage War, and I'm a big fan of the Rage War. But this is a very different style for him. Um, I picked up on it immediately, the past to present, because I have read worse Star Wars books. Uh, in Aftermath, for instance. Is far worse, but the potential I saw in *Dawn of the Jedi* into the void and the world building. The story itself is pretty solid. It's nothing. It's not the greatest Star Wars story I've ever read. It's all of the world building that he does. I think masterfully with um, with the war that they had just gotten over a few years prior. The fact that people don't trust the Jedi. The uh, the fact that they're they're leading to John Ostrander's comic series in a couple of ways. There's several references to it, which hadn't happened yet. Um, I liked it. Um, I think that it would have done well with a trilogy of them. Ooh, Give me a yeah, fist, I, Like you just took a dump. <laughs> I, I Small
1: if I took a dump, it'd be on top of that book. Um, it's, <laughs> It's a book. that. Now, here's the thing. I said this about the comic book. I said it was a great, it was great ideas. I was interested where it was going. Is that a good comic book series? Overall, no. However, I was interested to see where it would go. I think John Ostrander would have given us, it looked like the storyline was moving up a little bit, but I had low interest in Dawn of the Jedi as as a whole. And the book was just awful. I I would die to see a second one. It'd be awful. That That would be very disappointing if they said, hey, Matt, Here's the first Legends book we're coming out with, Dawn of the Jedi. Oh, freak. I mean, I guess I'd get it, but I would not be happy. I, I just, I see no redeeming qualities. No redeeming qualities of that book. It's not the worst, but it's one of the worst books. I don't
2: know.
0: I don't know. I, I I
1: I, but I'm, I'm, I am glad you like something. You're the first person I've said that I've heard who said they like the book.
0: Oh, I know. I, I know. I'm the only person that likes this book. Like I'm nervous to review it because like I'm gonna get shit on in the comments section. Over I
1: think you this. should totally do it. Totally. Oh do yeah, it. I'm
0: going to. I'm going to review it. I'm just Talk behind on reviews. Yeah, but um, like after. Well, you know, you
1: know, wait. You know what? Your judgment is impaired. You said you've been reading the new Star Wars stuff I was a about while now, thing. and so was, compared to new Star Wars stuff, Dawn of the Jedi is like a masterpiece, probably. Well, I mean, Man, we're
0: no, spoilers. I mean, I read um, A New Dawn, which was pretty good. It was a solid story. Uh, Dylan, Dylan, do not make me drop an F-bomb in here and have to put an explicit tag on here. Wow. (laughs) My hackles are raised.
1: (laughs) Wow. For someone who sits there and reads the new Star Wars stuff, I can see where you would say, because, you know, even an insane man, you know, when he gets, you know, a man who's dying in the desert, when he gets his first taste of water, even though it's really pissed. He thinks it's fantastic. But the thing is. I'm assuming you, no, no, I'm I'm giving you an out here, brother. I'm assuming that after reading so much garbage, do I have to bring him back on here? Anyway, the thing is, (laughs) after reading so much of that garbage, you're like, oh, here's Dawn of the Jedi. Let me read this. Oh, it's fantastic. Ooh, wait a minute. You should rank the worst of the EU with the best of the new canon and see how that, take the top ten famous infamously hated books shuffle them with the favorites and see if they can go up against any of those i'd love to see that
0: yeah like two maybe yeah that's fine uh but like i would i would rank dawn the jedi into the void over triple zero for instance triple zero is one of the worst star wars books i've ever read
1: is that is that when the relationship forms yes yeah, that's horrible. Because
0: triple zero had potential. There's a couple really cool moments.
1: I'll give you that. Zero. That maybe you may be right on that. Um, it's not. Dawn of the Jedi isn't the worst. Okay, there are no. some other ones I don't enjoy, but Dawn of the Jedi would be top five probably.
0: But I mean, like, there's just things. There's like the it's the detail in Dawn of the Jedi with the alchemy that we don't get a whole lot of. For there is no people.
1: alchemy in Dawn of the Jedi. Yes, there is. Is
0: there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She uses some flesh alchemy because she
2: gets shot
1: in the chest. Oh, jeez. I must have have been asleep while reading this garbage. And they mentioned
2: the fact that, like, it's not a – because, like, the Jedi are all about the balance, and that goes too far into the uh, the dark side of the Force. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. it's very dangerous for them to do, and they have to meditate in the light in order to be able to keep that balance, and it's, like, a whole thing about it.
0: And the whole Ashla Boga, Bogan stuff is interesting, where they literally have representations of light and dark in the Typhon system.
1: Well, here's the deal. I have a huge head cold right now, so I know what it's like to lose all taste, Jeremy. So <laughs> I just,
0: <laughs> I you know, to
1: literally, literally, I can Everything tastes like mush to me right now. So I, I can, I can understand. I guess I can relate to you that way that you love bell the jedi
0: i don't know i'm on a huge kick with it right now um i'm also reading Revan. Hmm. Which,
2: that's, that's good. a good one Revan's
0: yeah, incredible like i'm five chapters in and i'm enthralled
2: yeah
0: like i can't believe i waited this long to read it because i've read most of the old republic i just had never read Revan.
1: it's not yeah. the best of the old republic it's a good one
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, i think uh i think
2: it's second best
1: uh, yeah, I would say second best. I like uh, Deceived. I think yeah, uh,
2: I, I think it goes. In my personal, it's Deceived, Reven, Annihilation, Fatal Alliance.
1: I can't remember one of those were ho Hom. I can't remember an uh, alliance, and I agree with you. It's somewhere that for me too. I probably would agree with you, Dylan.
2: Uh, Annihilation is the one with um, Satil Sean's son, who takes out that like super uh, dreadnought in his underwear essentially. Okay,
1: all right.
2: And Fatal Alliance is the one, like, the planet that's making, like, war droids that, like... Got it, Yes, and- I
1: agree, I agree. That one, it wasn't bad, but it was definitely forgettable. It was like, well, there's nothing really going it on here.
2: It took, like, it took two-thirds of the book to get to the Fatal Alliance.
1: Yeah, it was, it was really just drawn out. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't bad. It's was like, is anything gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, Ben. Yeah.
0: Well that was the Legends Podcast. Thank you for having thank you for being on Matt even though you shit all over me.
1: Uh, well just off your Dawn you, 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 you shat yourself, sir. Nah,
0: this...
1: By picking on the Jedi.
0: Uh the Jedi's good.
1: Okay, on that note. <laughs> Way to, to end it on a loser note. <laughs> <Sheesh.
0: sighs> I don't know. Dylan, I guess it was nice to have you. Yeah, because, yeah. I expect you to be on here because you have less of a life than I do. But <laughs> All right. that I've insulted everyone. That was. Have a nice day, I guess. You know, there's no video, Matt. All of your facial expressions. Yay! Good. Were